Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. Edmonton was high on my list. Um, they got a lot of skill up front, and I think they have a great future ahead. I still don't have a Stanley Cup, so I think joining this team is, is pretty exciting. Uh, when I look at the potential that the lineup has, my decision was uh, pretty easy. Obviously, with those high caliber players they have on their roster, and just being in the hockey city, uh, made my decision really easy. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Milan This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Could have been the whiskey. Might have been the gin. And welcome everybody, Bob Stoffer, live on location for the third consecutive day. Today we are out at Westlock Ford on Highway 18 East, roughly about an hour from uh, the southwest part of the city of Edmonton, about 45 minutes away from St. Albert. This is a jam-packed edition of Oilers Now coming up for you. Again, we are live in location at Westlock Ford, and our show brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. 630 Chad uses Digitex for their copiers and their printers. Their service is excellent. They now sell supplies for all brands of printers at big savings. Digitexsupplies.ca We open with the Irish Rovers. Wasn't that a party? Because last night, uh, while, of course... The ongoing Holinka-Gretzky Cup took place at Rogers Place. We wrapped up the Battle of Alberta in Red Deer for the uh, Century uh, Central Alberta uh, Advocacy Center. And, uh, wow, what an event that was. And, uh, geez, I haven't shook the cobwebs off yet. But I got to tell you, uh, the community of Red Deer did itself proud, uh, raised over uh, so far to date, seven hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars. Twelve members of the Oilers alumni, uh, twelve members of the Flames alumni. Special thanks to Terry Lowen and uh, the Oilers Barry Stafford for help making it happen. I know we had uh, we had lots of great guys in town. Uh, it was a terrific event. Hi, Mitch. How you doing? What's going on? Good to see you. Uh, but. Uh, it was uh, spectacular. Cam Moon helped us out from the Red Deer Rebels, and we ended up hooking up uh, with Eric Francis as well out of Calgary, who's uh, summer places in Sylvan, and it was just terrific, and it just reinforces the heart of uh, this province. You know, it's called the Battle of Alberta, but for events like last night, it was the Battle for Alberta, and it was fantastic, and uh, we had a terrific time, some great, uh, other than the fact that I butchered one of the Q&As, it went really well, so it was a, it was a good time. We're out of West lock today uh we do have a giveaway today but here's the catch you have to uh I would suggest you have to live maybe on the northeast side of Edmonton if you want to win, because I'm going to ask a trivia question coming up, and it's fairly hard. 
Uh, you would have to know your history of this region and significant players. Coming up on today's show, Mark Spector, Stoffer Inspector, every Thursday in the summer, brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. Reminder that the Canadian Derby is going to be taking place uh, Saturday, August 25th. It's the 89th running. Speck will be in down here at 1235. At 12.15, one of the most powerful men in the world in hockey. IIHF President Rene Fassell will join us on Oilers Now. At 1.15 today, Edmonton Oilers Assistant Coach Glenn Gullitson. We got an Eskimo game tonight. The Eskimos are in BC against the Lions. Dave Campbell, Eskimos color analyst, will join us. Here's how you can get hold of us. Of course, you can text us at any time on our Westlock Ford text line at 630-630. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go down and see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. We're on Twitter. At Oilers now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Producer Brad is producer Brad W. And that's Brad Whisker. And he's helped put today's show together for us. And you can email us anytime at Oilers now at 630Ched.com. We are quickly going to get into NHL today uh, with an emphasis uh, on last night's result for Team Canada as Canada got the victory against uh, Sweden. NHL Today is brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing, more than just sportswear. And here is the one and the only Brad Whisker. Thank you, Bob. And that's right. Canada is off to the semifinals at the Helenka Gretzky Cup after beating Sweden 4-3 last night. Head coach Andre Tourigny continues to be impressed with his team's effort. I really like the way we played. Uh, I think we played really hard, really good first period. Uh, our cycling game, our four-check game was really good. I like as well the way we played in, in our D zone. So I really like the way we played at 5-on-5. At five five. Uh, obviously, uh, we could have been uh, a little bit more disciplined and maybe puck management a few times but we will never be perfect no team are perfect but I, I really like the way we played tonight I think we played a really good opponent and I like the way we played yeah, a fast- Oil Kings product Matthew Robertson scored a goal in the win saying the team stayed focused in that hard fought battle yeah, it was a fast paced game I think they gave us a good challenge and yeah I think they, they just kept coming back and I think we just kept uh, stick to, stuck to our game plan we had to just keep going it's a day off for everyone today. The semifinals will be played tomorrow. Sweden, Russia at 3, Canada and the States at 7, both down at Rogers Place. The bronze and gold medal games are happening on Saturday. Well, in NHL news, we all know what happened on August 9th, 1988. I promised mess I wouldn't do this. That's right, it's the 30th anniversary since Wayne Gretzky was traded to the LA Kings. He reflected on the move at a recent news conference down at Rogers Place. It's for other people to talk about. I don't really talk about it much. Um, you know, it happened. It's part of life. It's part of history. Um, you know, um, it seems like it's, you know, it was 10 years and 25 years, and here we are at 30 years. So, you know, 35 years, I'm sure we're going to get asked the same questions, but I don't talk too much about it. Um, everybody sort of knows what transpired, <clears throat> excuse me, what happened. Um, and that's that. And Bob, you remember that day well? 
I mean, five years ago, the 25th anniversary, we had Bruce McDowell on. We had Peter Pocklington on. We had uh, Wayne Gretzky on the show that day. We had Daryl Cates, the owner of the Edmonton Oilers, who was a fan at that time. And uh, we've still got all that audio. And uh, if we're not hosting the Holinka Gretzky Cup and we're not doing a live remote uh, out at Westlock Board, where, by the way, uh, people are lined up here. they got hamburgers, hot dogs, pops, waters, all that kind of stuff. Check it out at Westlock Ford if you're in the city's north uh, side. It's a kicker today. It was a kicker. That's what Marc Messier said after he won the 1984 Conn Smythe Trophy. Uh, got handled it uh, by one uh, John Ziegler. This is the kicker for me. Uh, I, you know, I, I, for people out there right now, and I'd like to know, you can text us at 630-630 on our Westlock Ford text line. Where were you when Wayne Gretzky was sold to the L.A. Kings? Because it was not a trade. To paraphrase Glenn Sather, who I saw a couple nights ago down in Red Deer uh, at the event uh, for uh, to assist in uh, you know kids and dealing with depression and sexual abuse and all those sort of things that Sheldon Kennedy's uh, you know done a tremendous uh, job with, and you know I had a conversation with Glenn again. Never forget the fact, Wayne Gretzky was not traded. He was sold. And you know what? You can extend that metaphor for Mark Messier. He, too. There was a financial component. Those deals are now illegal to do in the National Hockey League. But for people out there, I'd like to know where you were. You can text us at 630-630. Tell us where you were when that deal went down, because it was one of the biggest moments in Canadian sporting history. In fact, I would argue... It might be the biggest next to Paul Henderson scoring in 1972. And maybe we'll look at Sidney Crosby's goal in the Olympics in 2010 the same way. I was uh, planting trees roughly 50 minutes outside of Grand Prairie, up on the Wapiti River. And I didn't believe it when it actually went down. I thought somebody was playing a joke on us. So, uh, And it was a game changer. And you know what? It made the Oilers Stanley Cup championship. Of course, the Oilers lost to Gretzky and the Kings in 89. It made the Stanley Cup championship in 1990 even that much more impressive. Quickly, uh, Brown, if you can blast through the rest, then we'll get Renee Fassell on board here. Yeah, just some odds and ends to cover up here. Mark Stone has told the Ottawa Sun that he is open to signing a long-term extension. This comes after Stone recently signing a one-year deal worth $7.35 million. And New Jersey Devils owner Josh Harris says his number one priority next summer and it should be no surprise it's to sign Taylor Hall long term of uh, 30 teams that's right 30 teams in the NHL that would have uh, interest in him besides the New Jersey Devils if he goes to market so he will get 10 million dollars a year minimum on a long-term deal he's that good of a player all right uh, 12 14 in Edmonton again wrote at Westlock Ford uh, Mark Spector is going to come down the pipe here at about 12.35, but this is going to be a real cool experience. I'm going to get a chance in less than a minute to interview a man I've never uh, had a chance to have a conversation with. He's one of the most powerful men in hockey. He's in town for the Holinka Gretzky Cup. Rene Fassel coming up on Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, Pro-Am Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a Pro-Am Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic. Hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, Pro-Am Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca. That's ProAmSports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. 
1216 in Edmonton, Bob Stauffer live in location out at Westlock Ford. This is Oilers Now, and we are pleased to be joined by the president of the International Ice Hockey Federation, Rene Fassel. Rene, how are you? <laughs> Good morning. Thank you. I'm very well. Uh, how was how was the flight in? Uh, did you fly in uh, from Europe? Yes, uh, we arrived actually yesterday at around 7. Uh, 18 hours trip, so not easy, but what, uh, yeah, when when our friend Bob Nicholson is traveling to Europe, I mean, actually he's doing that three or four times a year, so uh, now I have the feeling how it feels when you're in the airplane and on the roads. That's the way and perhaps you part of our job. Uh, Rene, perhaps you could explain, uh, you know, the important role that uh, Bob plays in concert with you as a significant player in the North American market uh, and, and relative to uh, the IIHF uh, in terms of what Bob does. <laughs> uh, Bob is not only uh, the IIHF vice president, he's also a very good friend of mine, and uh, we, we have a very, very good uh, relationship in the last, I don't know, 25 years. So Bob is playing really a key role in our federation, representing North America. He's also one of the very important uh, person having the relationship he has with the NHL. And here over in in uh, in, uh, in Canada, with former president of Hockey Canada. So with his expertise and his relationships, his uh, contacts he has here in North America, he, he's, uh, he's a very important person in our we are joined by Rene Fassel. He is the president of the International Ice Hockey Federation, the Holinka Gretzky Cup, uh, taking place in Edmonton, and we're into the semifinals Friday at Rogers Place, the finals on Saturday. This has been an event uh, traditionally, Rene, that you know the world, world juniors have really grown, and I think Canada, to a degree, helped grow that out. And, uh, and frankly, TSN helped make that a major international event as well. Um, and perhaps we're going down a bit of the same path here with the Holinka Gretzky Cup. Just a thought from your perspective on the event being in Edmonton every second year here for their, uh, the next six years. I think it's a, it's a very important step forward. I mean, everybody knows even Linka. He was winning the, the gold medal in the, in the 1998 Nagano Olympic Games. The Czech, the Russian won nothing before for our uh, friends, not knowing who is even the Czechoslovak Federation at that time, they decided to, to have uh, this tournament with the uh, under-18 juniors. So, you know, actually in Canada, we have uh, the under-20 juniors, the World Championship, coming now in uh, Vancouver and Victoria for the next December. So, uh, and you're right, TSN helping a lot to, to, to bring this tournament on, on the level it is now today in the world. Regarding the, the uh, Central Ice Summit, I think it's a very good idea also from actually Bob was, was uh, the person who pushed very much to have this, this different uh, summit. I mean, this summit here in Edmonton, uh, bringing people from all over the world together. Well, it's interesting. You yourself, uh, you played hockey, but you spent a long time as an official as well. Uh, there are summits for the officials. There's summits for people that uh, run the buildings. There's general manager summits. I know that uh, Peter Shirelli and Kevin Shoveldayoff off out of Winnipeg and Brad Trey living from Calgary are, are doing sort of an educational GM summit uh, for the younger general managers that are working in the WHL. And it's all part of sharing. 
which we need to do in sport, don't we, Rene? Oh, exactly, exactly. I mean, uh, to build bridges, you know, to, to have this, this contact and, and sharing experience, sharing uh, uh, what the experience we ever have. Actually, you know, uh, the way we work in Europe is a little bit different than the play here in North America. The ice is, is the ice and the board and the puck is the puck, but there are different ways to, to bring uh, actually uh, uh, ice hockey on a higher level. For sure, recruitment is, is one of the, 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 the very important topics we have in, in the different development committees we have here in, uh, in Edmonton. Recruitment is, is key, so uh, and this is uh, this is uh, for all the federation, including Hockey Canada. I think Hockey Canada is now maybe more soccer players than they have ice hockey players, and this is a signal that uh, that we need to work very very hard uh, to bring young boys and girls on, on the ice again. Well, Renee, you mentioned soccer, and uh, some have said I've talked about it too much this summer, but there was the World Cup, and I do draw a correlation with soccer and hockey because, you know, uh, there's some terrific European countries that play soccer and ter- terrific European countries that play hockey. And can and, and I look at Canada, and I, I look to countries like France and Germany that have placed an emphasis on uh, educating teachers and educating coaches and having more coaches at the grassroots level for kids, and and greater emphasis on skill development from those coaches. And if you look at, you know, Germany winning in 2014, their emphasis in their system was to improve their skills. And with France, I mean, uh, you know, open to immigration was a factor in it, obviously, but also skill development and teaching plays a huge factor. And I think it's really, I think Canada's a very different country now, Renee, than maybe 20 years ago. So I'd like to get your thoughts maybe on how much Hockey Canada has progressed. And Because, you know, everybody wants to beat Canada, but Canada's made efforts to learn from other countries around the world and improve as well, haven't they? Uh, actually, you know, it's also the number of players playing here in Canada. Maybe you have 800,000 hockey players. So if you go back to Switzerland, where they have 25,000, or you go back to, to Sweden, maybe it was 40, 45,000. Finland, they have 5 million people living in Finland, and they have also maybe 40,000 uh, hockey players. So in total, I mean, in, in the country playing. So if you have Canada with six, six or seven or 800,000 players playing, and even more, uh, if you if you look on on, on, uh, on normal hockey here playing ice hockey playing played in in Canada, so the number of players, women and men, is 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 is, is a big 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 difference in between uh, what uh, the people playing in in, uh, in in Europe. So that makes that makes Canada so strong as they have actually the choice to have. They could actually very easily they could be two, three, maybe four months and three to the World Championship. This is a very, very, very high caliber. Rene Fassel joining us, Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers. Now, Rene, I mean, the Czech Republic won in 98. Uh, you know, Canada's uh, won in 2002, 2010, 2014. Uh, the athletes of Russia won this past uh, Olympics. There's been a lot of different, uh, you know, Sweden in 2006. There's been different winners at the Olympic level. You're on the IOC. Do you think we'll see the time where it won't be the United States and Canada dominating in women's hockey, where we'll see growth and see some other countries get in the mix there? Yeah, so here we have the same issue, you know, uh, Canada with 80,000 girls, women playing ice hockey and, and over 70,000 in, in, uh, in the U.S. Uh, when you see the numbers of women playing ice hockey in Europe, 
So in Switzerland, we have less than 2,000. Maybe Sweden, they have three, three and a half thousand. Comparing that to the number of women playing in, in between the two countries and the difference makes the, the, the strength so different. But, but there is a but. I think it will, uh, we, we will have less time to have a change, a, ch- a change on, on women's hockey where, where a country like Sweden, like Finland, like Russia, maybe Czechs, they, they can be, you know, the U.S. Uh, women's team. Remember, I remember the time in the 19, I think it was 1932, in the Olympics where Canada was beating Switzerland 30 in nothing, 30-3-0 nothing. And they needed what, in uh, I think in Torino, it's the first time where, where Switzerland beat actually uh Canadian team to nothing. Maybe you remember that game in Torino. I mean, this is unfortunately I do. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So I, it needed uh, nearly seventy years to beat Canada for Switzerland in men's hockey. But I think it will not need seventy years for the female team to beat the, the, the Canadian female team. It's just a question of time and and and, and, and development and. And then the passion that the, the ladies and the girls they have in Europe, and to try to do and, and then beat uh, the North American team. So it's just a question of time, but we will not need some years, I'm sure. Uh, Rene, uh, you mentioned 2006. Ralph Kruger was coaching that team. He later uh, for Switzerland was the Oilers head coach, and he's now uh, the president. Uh, at least he was the last time I checked. Because uh, I know they had a uh, ownership change with uh, FC Southampton, and I, I don't. I, I, I think it's Liebner. Is that the family that had that team? A Swiss family, and I know they sold last year. But I think Ralph is still present there. So how can we? We never forget Ralph. He's a terrific guy. Just a final question for you, Rene, and it's a question you get all the time. Uh, 2020, we did not have the NHL players in 2018 at the Olympics. Um, and it's going to be in China in 2022. Wayne Gretzky's already partnered up with the China KHL team. It was announced yesterday. It's a terrific uh, thing for uh, Wayne to be involved with. But just a thought on uh, the two sides doing, you know, IIHF, or, the, or three sides. I don't even know how many sides are. IOC, IIHF, and then, uh, you know, the NHL to work together to make sure we have NHL players for 2022 because I think the players want to go. Yes, for sure. The players, they, they, they really want to go. But on the other hand, you know, we need – this is a partnership in between, as you said, the IOC, the, uh, the Federation, International Federation, and the National Federation, and the PA and the NHL PA and the organizer in Beijing. There we go. This is, not, this is not so easy, you know, to bring all these people on the table, especially the IOC changed their philosophy and not, not paying the cost. And I speak the cost. Uh, of transportation and insurance, and that that was a very very big change, uh, to a change in 2018, and it was one of the main reasons actually why Gary Batman said no uh, of the participation of the NHL players. We will see what would happen in 2022. Rene, uh, we hope you appreciate your time at the Center Ice uh, Summit here in Edmonton, and uh, when taking in the games as well for the Helenka Gretzky Cup. And thank you for taking time to join us here on Oilers Now in Edmonton. Thank you very much, Bob. You bet. That is Rene Fassel, and he is the president of the International Ice Hockey Federation. He is also an IOC member, and uh, every time the hockey news does their Power 100, Rene's basically either one, two, or three on that list. And so uh, that's a, a great get. Uh, very appreciative of the uh, people that have worked hard over the course of the last couple of weeks here on orders now to put together 
he, uh, Kristen uh, McWaters and JJ Heber and uh, all the staff, uh, Brad Whisker as well, back at uh, 630 Ched for helping uh, get us uh, a lot of really unique guests that we wouldn't have normally at this time of the year. 1228 in Edmonton. We again are at Westlock Ford. Uh, they've got the hamburgers, the hot dogs, pops, waters. We're going to do trivia with spec coming up at 1235. You can win yourself an Oilers jersey. It's a tough question. And uh, you got to come into the building to uh, be the winner. But off to a global news weather traffic update. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.